0: all right Matthew chapter seven still sermon on the mount finishing it up there's just more than one could ever talk about in this whole thing but read it okay we'll we'll chip away um I just have three questions okay I'm writing, he basically discussed age-old principles that we still treasure now, Treasure now, like the golden rule.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's been doing this over the last couple chapters, like, uh, and we've kind of touched on that, but I um, just wanted to ask a couple of clarifying questions. When it says he's speaking to multitudes, which it does at the end, we'll get there, but I assume it means lots of types of people, Jesus uh- and Gentiles
1: probably mostly jews there there could have been some gentiles mixed in but this was the habitation of the jews the where they lived and they were his people and he went to the lost sheep so it was probably almost all jews
0: okay and is there any sense i know we talked about this a lot but and how like how profound or jarring this these lessons might be to them at the time
1: extremely a jarring
0: extremely jarring yeah so but we like we'll liken our time now in christianity to them then sort of with judaism how it's gotten messed up by various societies Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh it's in that case it seems like it's likely that there's a lot of people who might see it as like we're doing this wrong individuals and they're the ones who have this affinity toward jesus who's like okay this is correct you know, like it's actually not profound. He's actually like saying what they've needed to hear this whole time. And they're like, oh, do you know what I'm trying to say? No, rephrase we, we that. I don't. I'm, but- You're saying that these, everything that Jesus is teaching would be super profound. But could it be that there was a large portion of these Jews who could see the corruption in the church and it's actually not profound what he's saying. It's actually something they've been thinking for a while and then need it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think that uh, there are seekers of truth and seekers of light in his day who recognize quickly, right? You know, maybe his disciples, were some of them, the, the 12, maybe they recognize quickly, but the profundity of it was going to be, and the shock of it was coming from those who, based their faith on the current culture of judaism which was law-based and and didn't care for the poor like it should and all sorts of things preyed upon the widows and did all sorts of terrible things and to them what jesus was saying would be a shock to their system because Mm -hmm. now i'm not saying some of them uh they could have been following those traditions and been ensconced in them and when they heard jesus the light could have come on Mm -hmm. and they could have followed him you know we see some of those leaders the Sadducees and Pharisees they governed the nation and they, they collectively formed a governing body called the Sanhedrin mm. okay? and there were members of that Sanhedrin who believed in Jesus mm. so they were of the culture and they were of the law and Jesus' message to them did resonate mm-hmm. so yeah I think seekers of truth hear the truth and those who don't care about it will embrace the other things either the world or tradition
0: Hmm.
1: Did that answer your
0: question? Yeah, it does. I I'm just I'm asking these questions mostly to get a sense of like what is known about culture, then what's not known, what are assumptions, what the context is of the culture. Like, I know there is a law, but I'm trying to get into more of the details like you're talking about.
1: You learn about the culture when you study the Old Testament. Mm. And then you learn about the culture when you study the Hebrew rabbis today or those in the past Mm. who wrote about the culture. And then uh, you, uh, so there is a lot that we aren't going to really get about that culture.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, but something... I guess what's funny to me and why it's similar to now is that he, like Jesus literally is God with us and he said, and God is the one that set up the law. So what he's saying and, and the law as you just recently made known to me was like couched in ideas of love. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So something like him saying, Treat others the way you want to be treated should not be that profound to them.
1: Yeah. Some of those things would weren't profound to him. Mm -hmm. But you're gonna read, maybe you already have, I don't know, is where they'll say and they were astonished at his doctrine.
0: Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. At the at just at the very end, astonished at his teachings. Yeah. Yeah. So it
1: was shocking to them. Uh, and, and I would assume it would be like uh, someone coming on the scene today and saying something like, Jesus came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the teaching shocked them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. <sighs> um, it seems like he's, just to clarify again, this Sermon on the Mount is him training these people. I, I have one... <sighs> I realized that there was something that was unclear to me. Like he's training them. They're going to carry out the word after his death yeah. for that short time yeah. until he returns. Mm-hmm. And what, like, what is the difference in the law? I think we've talked about this before, but what's the difference in the law pre-Jesus to the law between Jesus's death and his return?
1: Uh, the law... Uh, was abolished at the cross
0: okay yeah the pre-Jesus law done at the cross yeah so what is this time after his death then what is called? what is how is someone known to be righteous or not in that time
1: the, it was when they because they're predominantly Jews when they saw that they needed him to be saved and they received him by faith so believe yeah believe. Yeah.
0: This like initial step we talked about that comes before learning and growing in faith. Okay. That saved them from prison. What happens in Ah, this?
1: That's a great question. It saved them one from the coming destruction. Okay.
0: Which I, that's a phrase that I've never really understood. What does that mean? The coming destruction.
1: Was the promised destruction of a great and dreadful day that was coming to them.
0: And okay. they would not suffer the dread of that day. That's right. That that means they're safe from destruction. That's, they're
1: safe from destruction. Okay. And they would be taken up by Jesus into the new Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. So the Jews of that day were promised the apostles went out after Jesus ascended and said, believe on him, believe on him. The day's coming. You're not going to escape unless you believe on him. And they increasingly got more urgent in that message mm-hmm. as they as drew closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is they would be saved from prison is because you? they had, fa- yeah, they would okay. go to the paradise part.
0: So Sheol still existing in this post-Jesus. Yes. Like, if Jesus hasn't returned, it's Sheol right now. That's
1: right. And that's why when people say they died and went to God.
0: they Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's
1: ridiculous. It makes no sense.
0: What's the refute to that?
1: They, They don't have a refutation other than they say, Jesus ascended, and so we go to the Father. But if you take the whole of Scripture and look at how the judgment works for them in that day, you... From Jesus leaving and his returning during that period, if you died, you would still go to Sheol until he returned. And when he returned, those who were in the paradise part would join him okay. in taking up the bride into the New Jerusalem.
0: Okay, right? They would join him and people on earth who were believers. That's right. Would join him. That's right. Everyone together. Everyone together. And people in prison and Sheol.
1: Ah, uh, after that happens, they it's hell gives up her dead okay they go before the great white throne judgment that's Mm. described and they they're looked to see are you in the lamb's book of life Mm. if they weren't they would be cast into the lake of fire to take their part in it where they would be somehow something would happen to them but i don't believe they would be there forever because the scripture says that lake of fire was made for satan and his angels not for man So to them, then those who were in the prison part were judged before the great white throne. And if their name wasn't found in the books that were open, they would be cast into that lake of fire. It's conjecture that they would get out, be purified, whatever else. Catholics teach of a place called purgatory, Mm -hmm. whatever. But that is not the case for us anymore. That was all to them.
0: Okay, wait, that's that's confusing to you though. So his return paradise and believers go up to him right he's returned already this is all done for the believers that's right she'll prisoners go to lake of fire which prisoners are judged hell empties it's dead
1: so prison's done Mm -hmm. okay so shield's done done. yeah
0: but lake of fire is now eternal
1: no it's not it's eternal because it's the fire that comes from god
0: so lake of fire is a thing still right now it's
1: debated it's debated i believe the lake of fire is because it's in the presence of the lamb it says okay okay so i believe that that lake of fire for those who are in prison when they go before and they're cast into it if their name isn't in there i believe that that is a place where they are confronted by god's light And they are purged of whatever Mm. was in them.
0: Like in his presence. Right. I
1: believe that the lake of fire is probably the new Jerusalem. And that if someone outside of it decides to enter, they go through that same thing. Mm. Yeah.
0: But it like doesn't affect, like the lake of fire is a good thing.
1: Well, I mean, God is good and, and it's in his presence. So it seems to me, and, and here's another sideline is because he is eternal they call that punishment or purging eternal because it's coming from him Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean forever and ever and ever and ever it just means he's administering it and he's purging those people who have to pass through it
0: and like it's only painful or punishment when it's purging bad right and it could be good and refining when it's finish its job of purging the bad definitely so believers are maybe in that like a fire too if it's the new jerusalem
1: Uh, if it's the new jerusalem i think that you are equipped with a resurrected spiritual body that can abide in that without a problem
0: okay right and that's what people from prison are like getting to is that body got to Eventually, gotcha. after being purged in the Lake of yeah. Fire. Okay.
1: But that's all for them that that prison part. Today, that's all fulfilled.
0: But that I'm just not understanding saying it's fulfilled when the fulfillment happened at the instantiation of the Lake of Fire. After the what? The the creation the the beginning of the Lake of Fire happened at fulfillment.
1: Um, I don't know if that's true because it says it was created for Satan and his angels, so it could have happened at the creation Wednesday. okay
0: but but the use of it then like prison's on a thing, the use of the Lake of fire happens once fulfillment happens once Jesus returned and people were saved in the great and dreadful day so it it implies that the Lake of fire is now part of the everlasting New Jerusalem situation.
1: It's an opinion. I can't say yes or no. I just believe that the, what was the lake of fire described in Revelation for people who were in prison in that day? Mm-hmm. I believe that they took their part in that. Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't say what that means. Mm-hmm. And somehow I believe they were purged and they exited because it says they will take their part in that lake of fire. For us today, okay. once Jesus came, And he emptied out hell and he took his own from paradise, emptied out prison. And then today I see us entering in a similar thing, but I don't know how to describe it other than it being the presence of God.
0: Well, it's just to ask, like, it seems like there's another line here of like an era where Lake of Fire has like an end for people. And then there's a, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And, and and you could say that it's theoretical, but if at the end of that first age, the lake of fire served its purpose for those who were in prison. Okay. And it did its purpose as John describes, mm-hmm. then it seems to be over. And that's when it would happen when he, when the great white throne judgment mm-hmm. happened upon his return.
0: And you don't think that someone who would is not a believer now who would maybe go to prison back then isn't going to the lake of fire right now first?
1: I don't... Yeah, that's the conjecture. That's something I can't answer. Well, they either are or the lake of fire is just virtually the same thing as it was back in that day, but now it's just the new Jerusalem. Okay. And to enter it into those things, you got to pass through that purging. Right. I just know that, or I believe that whoever is in the kingdom by faith... And whoever who doesn't uh, whoever's outside of that kingdom because they lack faith yeah. has to go through something to get in. Right. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but it seems like if you're in the dark and you're going into the light, you're gonna be purged. So it seems like the same properties exist.
0: Okay. But this is you That's me. reading into yeah. what revelation? Okay. Yeah. Because it's really vague. Yeah. All right. So okay. So And this is another maybe belated question, but you'll use... When you're talking to people about fulfillment, people who don't believe it, you'll say something like, you're a woman, you you know, why aren't you obeying the law then?
1: No, not the law. Why aren't you obeying the apostolic record directives? Okay.
0: That is what I'm trying to ask. What is that? Where is it written?
1: It's all through what the apostles and Jesus established during that age for his bride, okay? okay, And Paul and others had things that they taught, the very existence of apostles was part of it, okay? So where are the apostles? The okay. Mormons say, we've got them, but they, they don't fit the qualifications. So that's one thing, and when you find that in the context of the New Testament, what they call the New Testament. And then there's a whole bunch of other things that are in there that were part, and one of them was women can't speak in church. Okay. So if Jesus hasn't come back and taken his bride, then what the heck are women doing speaking in church? And they'll say, "Well, that was." How do you know that was?
0: And you can equally like this. We just had an event about something like this, and you were asking Hannah what you you shouldn't be speaking right now. but yeah. if you believe that, you can equally ask her, "Who are your apostles?"
1: Yes. Or Or when a widow comes to your congregation, Paul lays out seven things they need to have done to prove they get the support of the church.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay.
1: Um, Covering your head was one of them. uh So there's a kind of a list of things that happened then. And so what happened is every material church says today, well, we like that one, but we don't like that one. They're not following what the apostles set up for the bride to be Uh for Jesus to come back and take.
0: Okay. And I got to these questions because the Sermon on the Mount Seems like the start of him, you're saying it's him training the apostles, but he doesn't get into that stuff yet. Oh, no. Like, this is just. In fact, he doesn't
1: really get into much about what the church should be. Yeah. Where does
0: that stuff come from? Paul,
1: Peter. Okay. They're the apostles. And so.
0: But Paul's been told by someone. Jesus. Jesus told Paul. Yeah. Taught him. These are the laws. Yeah. Yeah distinctives on how to do church and that's recorded yeah where
1: it's recorded in acts by luke and it's recorded in galatians of how paul was taught and trained
0: okay i know you've said this but i no, it's good together okay two minutes um okay okay one I have two more questions. So, after he gives them this stuff, he says, Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of thy Father who is in heaven, and that those who do the will will have this house built on a rock. Mm-hmm. You know, so what can you just again explain what this will is? It's love.
1: In John chapter six, the Jews come to Jesus and say, How do we do the will of God? Okay. He says, Believe on him who he sent. That's because it doesn't even say love there. Okay. Just says, Believe on him who he sent. Okay. In the epistle of the Apostle John, the first epistle, it says, and these are his commandments to believe on him who he has sent and to love. Okay. So I take that as a principle that if you want to be in the faith, believe on him and then love. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the idea of being perfect in the previous chapter is kind of not part of that. No. No no and he that's just like that was to get is. the G,
1: no that was to get the Jews to oh. say oh you know I can't do any of that and then he says okay well with God it's impossible I mean with man it's impossible with God it's possible what do you mean mm. look to me I do it all okay and have okay. faith in me believe on his son and then you'll love
0: okay so then it says the multitudes multitudes they still don't get why it says that at the end yeah, I, yeah I'm guessing that they must have joined Okay. Along the way. Uh, were astonished at his teachings. Okay. For he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Yeah.
1: So the Jews in their economy, mm-hmm. they had scribes. And they would take and they would write the law. They were like the lawyers of the Jews. Okay. And they had things called Mishnah's, and they had all these um Oh, commentaries on the inspired word okay and they were like legalists who knew the law and said no 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 well he didn't teach like that he taught by the spirit and so and he was interpreting all these things from different places and they're like he teaches like he has some kind of authority and not like our and not like our scribes who cite chapter and verse you know? And that's what you want to be as a believer. You want to be like that and not chapter and verse. That's what Jesus was.
0: How the heck did we get to where we're at now?
1: By people not reading it contextually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really crazy, though.
1: You're seeing it, man. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we're done. That's chapter seven. See you next (laughs) time.